You're listening to Vulcan Has a Faith, the audio podcast about New Birmingham and the people making a difference. Good afternoon. It's another great day in Birmingham, and today we're here. We're here with Ad, Al Elliott. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, my name is Al Elliott, and a lot of people in the art world in Birmingham know me as Thedweller, T-H-E-D-W-E-L-L-E-R. Um, and so, because that was like my, my first successful moniker. Uh, so I first kind of became known as an artist in Birmingham in the spoken word scene. Okay. And so Thedweller is a mispronunciation of my first rap name. I used to be the Bessemer Dweller, and so it was kind of long, so I was just the Dweller. So when I registered my first website, it was thedweller.com. Um, and so a friend of mine, his name was Paul Good, and he, he told me like maybe a day or two prior to this phone call that he thought I was a consumer. I said, I would bear buy anything. You'll buy anything. He's such a consumer. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so I thought he was calling me to prove himself right. So I thought it was a prank phone call. But somebody called me trying to sell me ink pens, but they were asking to speak to Thad Weller because the Dweller all spelled together. It looks like Thad Weller. So I asked him the next day, I said, man, did you call me trying to sell me some ink pens, calling me Thad Weller? He was like, no, but him and my brother kept calling me, hey, what up, Thad? What up, Thad Weller? So what I would do is sneak into open mics and spoken word places, and that was my spoken word name, Thad Weller. So I would try my raps as poems, because most of the time rap music, people just listen to the beats and not be wanting to be heard. So I would go do my raps as poems, and then that's the name that stuck. So that's how I became Thad Weller. So, yeah, but I'm Al. Elliot. But you're Al. Yeah. And Thad. And, and <laughs> I, yeah, I literally made a name for myself. Wow. That's true, though. People do listen to poems a lot more than if you're rapping yeah. it, they'll, they'll listen to the beat. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, tell me a little bit what, about what you do. You do a lot. Okay, so, so, <laughs> right. so I, the, the only thing that I've ever filled out paperwork and made an LLC is a company that I call Allocation Labs. And the name of Allocation Labs uh, is significant because my name is Al Elliott and I'm in education, so Allocation, so that's kind of that, right? And so the the idea of of labs is kind of like the idea behind Google Labs. A lot of the cool stuff that we use as products now was just like Google had this thing called like I guess Genius Hour, 20% time, where for like 20% of a workday, a worker could just work on whatever they wanted Mm -hmm. to do, a little passion project. Well, Google Drive came from that. Yeah. Gmail came from that. So just kind of in that regard, they're cooking up things in the lab that may become products. So everything I do is powered by Allocation Labs. And the slogan of Allocation Labs is, we build culture. So that's what I do. And I am the impresario of Allocation Labs. And I had to have, my mom told me that she thought I was that. And I didn't know what she was talking about. So I looked it up. And I ordered business cards. I was so excited. Ordered new business cards. Y'all about to get an exclusive. I misspelled impresario on my first order of 50 cards. Mm-hmm. Now, hold up. But I misspelled it. It means what it is. It's Spanish for entrepreneur. I read that and I was... But if you look up the original use, it meant the Spanish conquistadors mm-hmm. that came over and settled the land here. So it really were the colonizers. So really on my card, it's like I'm a colonizer. <laughs> but if you look up impresario spelled with an I, it means the person that organizes like musical events or whatever... So currently, until the first 50 cards are gone, I will just take the, uh, I, I'm an entrepreneur. But it's actually, it's a tribute to my mother who called the misspelling after I ordered the cards. Said, hey, you misspelled your cards. 
Thanks, Mama, but I'm not going to be able to not use these cards. So I'll, I'll give you all some of them so you'll have the cards to go with the story. Awesome. Yes. So I'm the impresario of Education Labs, where we build culture. Yes. That's one of the things you do. That's one of the things I do. But right. that's kind of everything. So that's the thing. Everything. Mm -hmm. So I host a, basically it's a public writing series called It Is Written. It Is Written is powered by Allocation Labs. Everything I do is powered by Allocation Labs. It'll be like right now if I ask you about the Alphabet Company, and a lot of people will be like, what's the Alphabet Company? That's the company that owns Google. So everybody knows about Google, but nobody knows about Alphabet. So you'll know about It Is Written, but you're not a, you don't know about Allocation Labs. So it's kind of like, right. So whether you know <laughs> it has meaning or not, it still has meaning. Right. So It Is Written is, uh, is a series inspired by a line from an LL Cool J song. I was sitting down with my homeboy, Thyme, and I was amazed at how the, the debate between people that wrote their own lyrics and people that didn't write their own lyrics was circling around hip-hop, right? Kind of the first time because we found out that um, the artist formerly known as Drake doesn't always write his own lyrics, but he does make great songs. I'm a fan of Drake music, end quote. But it became a theme for people that do write their own rhymes. It was just kind of like, well, it matters to us how the sausage is made, right? So I was like, man, it's really, we used to show up and just, it was your turn. Like, you had to be ready. You had about an hour and it was ready, boom. LL Cool J actually makes references. Give me an hour plus a pen and a pad. So that's what I do. I set up an environment. I get 12 scribes. They're really songwriters, rappers, or whatever. And we give them an hour plus a pen and a pad to write a hot 16. But even better is we take suggestions from the audience. So they write these high 16s based on the suggestions that the audience put into the bag, right? And then they come out at the end, and over a musical track that most of the time they've never heard before, they create the song that you help write. So it's a shared physical experience. So that's what those songs have, right? I, when I used to work with uh, Robert Moses in the Algebra Project, it, it was weird because at the time I didn't know he was a civil rights worker. It was just like, it was a summer job. <laughs> so during the summer job, uh, basically he created something called the transitional curriculum. He noticed that his own children had problem in mathematics the higher up they went. And he said, well, is it because algebra is so abstract? But everything in math is based on something in reality. Like two plus two equals four. No, two things plus two things equals four things. If you're not counting something, they're just numerals. Numerals are like letters. There are only 10 numerals. They're an infinite number of numbers, right? So everything in math is based on something in reality. Algebra is abstract. Most students don't have anything to abstract from. So he figured out we'll give them a shared physical experience. So this is what we would do. We would get the kids. We would go on a field trip. We would go like to the zoo. We would go like to the aquarium. We would go anywhere. All come back. We we'll sit down and we we'll say, okay, describe this trip. We'll say, well, we did this. What did, what, what did the trip have? Well, it had a beginning, it had an end, it had a direction, it had a number of stops. Well, what's the stop? Well, we would describe the stop. Well, stop me. Well, did we begin at a stop? Was it stop when you left and you got to the first place? So we're having all these discussions. The kids are writing down these little symbols. So this is a symbol for start. This is a symbol for stop. This is a symbol for direction. What he was giving them was the shared physical experience by which to abstract their mathematics from. So this becomes a familiar skill. I read a couple of uh, article a couple of years ago that kind of reinforced the idea, and it was an article about juggling, and it said if you learn to juggle, 
you are exercising a part of your brain that you can only exercise while juggling. But once you learn to juggle, you can exercise that part of your brain even when you're not juggling. It's why so many smart people play chess. It's a way of thinking. Even when you're not playing chess, you can think like that, right? Math is like that. You see what I'm saying? It's really just the language. And a lot of times, we, we don't provide the context by which children could understand the mathematics. He figured it out, and he figured out that's why his kids were having a problem, so he created the transitional curriculum. So somebody came to him, right, and was saying, well, why didn't you do, you know, because of his civil rights nature and the civil rights movies they would always make the kids watch and, and, and everything about the movie, he was like, well, most of the time you associate spoken word and, and written word with the movement. And he said, well, why, don't you, why didn't you do that while you're doing this math? And he said, because nobody want to break up a group of black kids doing math. You know, you, you, you're looking for it from the poets. And then he said, if they learn how to solve problems like that together, they genuinely don't know another way to solve problems. And they go out into the community and solve problems like that. So that's what I'm doing with It Is Written. I'm solving the problem and having a shared physical experience, right, to unify the community, which ironically was happening. Now, the weird thing about it is whether anybody knows that's what you're doing or not, it still works. So that's on June the 30th at 9 o'clock at Flavio Clothes. We're doing It Is Written 5 is the fifth one in the series. We always, like, well, not always. Last time I actually did a movie because instead of taking a suggestion from the audience, I partnered uh, with a local DJ. And we had like a listening party, right? But the scribes were inspired by a film. And the film that I created is called Art History. It actually was named by a friend of mine. Name. She's a professor at UAB. Uh, shout out Dr. Witherspoon. Uh, but she named this film Art History. But the film is about a kid named Trotter. Matter of fact, if you uh, look up the hashtag, uh, just look up the delayed reaction. Or it is written for and you'll find the link. But it's on YouTube. I'll make sure y'all got it. We'll post it somewhere. But the point of the movie was there are three things that I believe every human is born with. Right? And because I think we're born with these things, I think that means that we got them from where we came from. So to me, these characteristics are angelic behavior. Right, so that's, that's how I think. So I think every person that is born is curious. I think every person that is born has a sense of logic, right? And every person that is born is emotional. Like you've heard people say, oh, you just in your feelings, get out your feelings. I believe that if we stayed in our feelings, they would mature with us. The reason we act mature when we get in our feelings is because the last time we was allowed to be in our feelings, we were children. That's what I think. So I think anything that goes against those three things is evil. So that's my mindset with people, right? Okay. So then I wonder, what would happen if you taught a child art before you taught them language? It seems like their art would be inspired by their memories. And then when they got old enough to talk, their art would inspire their memories and they could tell you what it was like, where they came from. So that's the film that I created that inspired the verses that the scribes wrote, right? Now, that went deep enough. So Sun Ra, I don't know if y'all know who Sun Ra is. He's from Birmingham. Imagine George Clinton from Birmingham. George Clinton. If you, if you <laughs> love music, look up Sun Ra, because a lot of people have been influenced by Sun Ra, and Sun Ra is from Birmingham, and that's significant. 
So what I did is make sure that I used three different producers. There's a producer named Renee Soul, a producer named Vic Bell, and King Talty. And I, and I asked them all to only use Sun Ra music and use the same beats per minute. And what they did is the music in the film is the score of the movie. So the official name of the last one was It Is Written For Settling the Score. Because that's what we did. We settled the score. So after they saw the movie, with the score, the same score is the instrumental for the scribes. So the verses that they wrote were inspired by the film, and it was written over the same score. It is written for settling the score, right? And so that's what that is. And so the, the film, that was a short film, but the film is about a medicate named Trotter. Trotter, like, seven or eight years old, but you get to see all this art that he made, and you get to have a conversation with him. And his parents decided to teach him art before he learned language, and he actually has memories that's older than he is. In the film. It's a trip. But then it starts putting you on this path of finding your own tribe. But it also, it, 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 it gives a value to art that it didn't have before. Right? Like, so, so another jewel. Everything that has value has a story. It's the story that gives the value. So if you learn how to articulate your own story, no one else can dictate your value. That's the power of learning to write and articulate your story in the environment in which we find ourselves, I think. So that's June 30th. Uh, and then on June the 15th, I'll be at this Juneteenth celebration, and it, I'll be hosting it. Uh, the, and it is uh, at Studio 2500, uh, 2500 26th Avenue North, and it's 6 to 9. Uh, but yeah, and so yeah. Do you have anywhere where people can find you? Everything Social right media. now, Instagram is popping right now. If you're not on Instagram, you out. I'll tell you this. So I used to do these technology workshops where I would kind of help people understand the internet. So there's a hashtag called Get Interneted. Let me tell Get you, right? It's so funny. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to go in the camera and do the voice. Yeah, this is y'all podcast. I don't, I don't get interviewed <laughs> every day. Check this out. So the whole slogan was, uh, we here at Allocation Labs think that everyone should be properly interneted. We know the internet's a scary place. We know about the Facebooks and the Instagrams. So please, get interneted with Allocation Labs. So it was going to be like my slogan <laughs> to, let, to let people know that as untechnical as you think you might be, you still need to get interneted to kind of understand how things navigate. So right now, Instagram, follow me on Instagram, and you, that's, that's the quickest way What is way your to username? Know. Allocation. Allocation. Is there any other social media people can follow I'm you on? I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm, Twitter. I'm, I, have a, uh, I have a mental uh, boycott of Facebook happening right now. Like I, it's not even my real name. Like Allocation doesn't live on Facebook. Got Facebook it. has already become MySpace, and most people don't know it. MySpace? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Thank you. All right. So Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. Instagram first. Twitter. I'm on Instagram only because of Kanye West because that's his social media choice. Mm. Hey, I'll say this. I'm going to leave y'all with this. I'm writing. A, I wrote. I Get on my Medium page. That's one of my, like, if you really want to get, like, deep into what I'm really thinking, I'm going to start writing this some on my Medium page. So it's allocation. Allocation. Yeah. Got it. Right. Thank you. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> Follow us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Vulcan Has a Fade. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify.